You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, October 24th. The final week of October begins. The World Series is set We'll talk a little bit baseball maybe later in the podcast. NBA weekend. I know you guys are checking the scores on NBA. I know you are. Every night, NBA happening. Yes, I will spend a few minutes at the end of the podcast talking about the Lakers before the best bet. LA fans who uh, just can't wait to hear me just tear down the Lakers. I'm not going to tear them down. Not that badly. Uh, Just fast forward to near the end of the podcast if you want. But before we get to any of that, I got to just say, I talked about it before. My daughter was in, is in Girl Scouts, so we did a daddy-daughter dance. It was awesome. And there was a daddy-daughter, I guess parent-daughter um, Halloween party that was an 80s theme over the weekend. It was awesome. It truly was incredible. A lot of dancing. And you guys know me, 80s music fiend. When I, when I put on my like best mix you know, to get fired up to play basketball or at the gym or whatever, it's usually a heavy dose of 80s and, of course, rap. But it was just a lot of fun. Now, I will say this. As I lead into the NFL weekend, not a lot of college football happening. UCLA got stomped out, which was which was ugly. But overall, college football sucked on Saturday. You know, there was this game at my daughter's PE class called Victory. It's similar to Capture the Flag, but basically you wear, you know, for flag football, you wear these uh, belts with the flags around your waist. And you start on one side and you have to run to the other. So it was like our class, parents and kids versus the other class, parents and kids. And you put these flags around your waist. And, and, you know, it was actually a warm day on Friday. And you've got to sprint to the other side. There's some strategy involved, but not a ton. Now, I never played flag football growing up. So I didn't didn't know the rules about these flags because, you know, you put them around your waist. They fit kids fine. But parents, it's like falling off. So I like did a little put through. You know, not not a knot or anything, but a put through, and apparently that's illegal. Um, and and then you can't knock knock kids' hands away from taking away your flag. That's called stiff arming. I, I, again, new to me, 
but it was one of the most fun things. And I, and I will say this, I felt like I had a lot of juice running in PE against some other parents and obviously fourth grade kids, but it felt fun, you know? And like, yeah, my, my daughter knows a lot of the, um, uh, the boys and girls in fourth grade because we've played sports against them and, um, all this fun stuff. So it's like the kids were like, some of them were coming for me, you know, cause I've coached them and it was, it was fun. We had a lot of a blast, a couple dads in the other team who I think listen to this podcast. Um, it, it was a, a lot of fun, but I felt like the dads who were, are in shape and like play a lot of sports, they have juice and you can kind of see it like, Oh, there's an explosive one and, and there's a spin move. And I, folks, I will say this about Sunday's NFL. The play that got me out of my seat, leaping and going crazy, was my main man, Brees Hall of the New York Jets, going 62 yards for a touchdown. And, I I mean, they clocked him, next-gen stats, clocked Brees Hall at 21.87 miles per hour, the fastest ball carrier this season. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen the highlight by now. He just, you know, takes it down around the end and then almost untouched, just knifes through the Denver defense. And the announcer, Ian Eagle, says, Brees Lightning! I didn't even know that was his nickname, but that sounds awesome. And unfortunately, we will not be able to use it again until next year on a Sunday where it felt like bodies were dropping left and right. If you saw the Mike Williams injury, oh. Brutal. Ankle, knee, I don't know. I haven't seen an update, but it doesn't look good. J.C. Jackson of the Chargers, dislocated kneecap. I mean, it, the, it, the injuries in the NFL, it was a Sunday, bloody Sunday. But for me, the Brees Hall ACL injury suffered a couple carries after that uh, 62-yard touchdown. It was just devastating. However, the Jets still got the W, moved to 5-2. and two, And I just wanted to get a, get the Jets out of the way at the, outs- at the outside of the podcast because you guys know I am mayor of... Jets Nation, so I had to freak out a little bit. Um, it was an incredible win, and I'm thrilled. It, it feels good. We have the Patriots next week. We'll talk about it later. Unfortunately, I don't think the Jets nor the Giants, who moved to 6-1, and one, are the biggest NFL story over the weekend. Because, folks, what transpired, A, in Carolina, and B, in Washington, dovetail nicely off of what we talked about last Monday, this last exactly one week ago, I said, damn, Tom Brady did not look good against Pittsburgh. And then you had all the wedding stuff and craft. And you're like, all right, he'll bounce back. And then you had Aaron Rodgers against the Jets. And you're like, you know, Rodgers is nice. <laughs> None of these receivers getting separation. It doesn't look good at all. And folks, this is now, this is a staggering stat. Well, it's back-to-back weeks that they haven't looked good. But since Brady and Rodgers met, you remember the game in Tampa? I think it ended 14-12 on a missed two-point conversion by Tampa. Since that game, those two quarterbacks are a combined 0-8 against the spread. They cannot do anything offensively. You never want to say a goat like Tom Brady is washed. But if you saw any of that Carolina game and like an ass clown, I did a mistake that I've been making in this contest, the 3.4 million or whatever the number is, gambling contest. Saturday morning, you know, I wake up, take my daughter to her soccer game. It was a great game. Come back, and I'm, I'm sitting there looking at the picks, and I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't like a lot early in the week. Now I've got like eight games I like. And the last thing I do, and this is actually hurt, is go over injuries. And if you remember last week, I talked about it. Oh, geez, Pittsburgh Steelers are so beat up. Three of their four secondary guys are out. Brady's receivers are healthy. Oh, my gosh. Got to go pay. Got to go Bucks. Bucks lose outright. What did I do again this week? Carolina. Are you ready for this? Coach fired. Best offensive player traded in what looks to be the start of a fire sale. They're not on their backup quarterback because remember, They had Sam Darnold as the starter. Then Baker comes in, beats him out. So Baker was the starter. Sam Darnold was the backup. They had drafted Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. He was going to be their third-string quarterback. Corral gets hurt. Darnold gets hurt. P.J. Walker, who was headed for the practice squad, essentially the fourth-string quarterback on the Carolina Panthers, 
less than what? Uh, what? What? Less than three months ago, he was the he was basically the practice squad quarterback. He beats Tom Brady twenty-one to three in a game where, folks, Tom Brady looked like the bad quarterback. Now, I will say this: I sit down, I turn on Red Zone. I've got the other games on my other television. I've got the um, I've got the phone queued up with another game, obviously a game that I gambled on, Cincinnati Bengals, just so I don't miss anything. Tom Brady's bomb pass to Mike Evans. I look at the screen. I'm like, oh my gosh, Mike Evans, nobody close. All right, I stand up. I literally start clapping. Mike Evans, baby. And he drops it. Again, Not. I think it was next-gen stats, and I'll give him a second shout-out here. They said that there was not a defender within 10 yards of Mike Evans. And he dropped the pass. That would have been a 75-yard touchdown two minutes into the game. And you know, for a team that had fired their coach, fourth-string quarterback, fire sale, that would have been a death knell two minutes into the game. Mike Evans drops it. Tampa never gets on track. Scores zero points in the first half. They had a fourth and one. Uh, Tom Brady tried the sneak, which I'm all for the quarterback sneak. Did not work. Access denied. Patriots get their butts kicked, and folks, uh, it, it's a miracle. This is speaks to how bad the NFC is. Are you ready for this? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, despite being three and four, Tampa Bay are somehow magically tied for first place in their division. Three and four. That's how bad the freaking NFC is. The this is even more staggering because we'll get to Green Bay in a second because they should also be up here. But look at the top of the NFC. Obviously, Philadelphia Eagles. Nobody questions that. 6-0. I think at this point, best team in the NFC. After that, oh, wait. Is that the New York Giants? So wait, you've got two teams atop the NFC from the NFC East? The, the weak NFC least, which has been the worst division in football forever? And then... Well, the Vikings 5-1, and one, they had a bye. And then the Cowboys 5-2. and two. And after that, the Seattle Seahawks at 4-3. and three. That, That's it. Those are the only teams with a winning record in the NFC. Five teams. Three of them are in the NFC East. That's just crazy. And that's what is the beauty of this league. I had some people, I don't, I, I'm, they might be bots, have been tweeting me that, oh, the NFL stinks. There's so much parody. It's the opposite of that. The reason it's good is because before the season, fans of the New York Giants, Seattle Seahawks, they had no clue, no clue at all that they would be among the best teams in the NFC after seven weeks. It's crazy. Seattle has a negative point differential, and they're atop the NFC West. And yes, that bet that I said stands. If they finish the season with a winning record, I will uh, shave the Seahawks insignia on the side of my head. Um, you know, listen, it's not that bad, right? Uh, I've seen a lot of kids do lines in the side of their head, other stuff, stars. It goes away after. My hair grows quickly. I still don't think it'll happen. Seattle did look good smashing the Chargers. I mean, goodness gracious, just a bad, bad beatdown. We'll get to that game in a little bit. But this craziness in the NFC, seeing Tampa at three and four, tied with the Atlanta Falcons. Tampa... And and again, I'm an idiot that's glutton for punishment. This is three straight weeks they've been unable to cover. And folks, it's beyond gambling at this point. It's like, are they a playoff team? Well, they're probably going to make the playoffs because their division stinks. The Saints are two and five. I thought the Saints would be a playoff team. They've got a quarterback controversy on their hands. Jameis Winston does not look happy to be riding the pine while he's apparently healthy. Andy Dalton, two pick sixes in like a three-minute span on Thursday Night Football. Um, I, I, I just, it's, folks, this is crazy, crazy town with how bad Tampa is. And I know they were seven and five, two years ago and rebounded to win the Super Bowl. Is their offensive line going to get healthier? The defense, the, the rushing defense is supposed to be impenetrable. They got shredded by Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, Chuba, however you say it. By the way, I had Foreman on my bench. Not great. Um, I still did go Two and zero. I th- oh no, it might have been. I gotta actually check because Tua needed like a few points to beat me. I think he probably got it. Um, and let, be, beyond t- Tom Brady and the, and the struggling Tampa Bay Bucks, 
The Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers are an absolute train wreck right now. So they get their doors blown off in London when they're leading the Giants, uh, I think it was 17-3. And then second half, they just get wiped the floor with. They can't stop Saquon Barkley and the Giants ground game. Then they go home. Oh, they'll get right against the Jets. And the Jets just beat them, beat them up, just smashed them in the mouth, controlled the line of scrimmage, special teams, Jets running the ball. And you're like, okay, fine. They'll go to Washington. They'll clean it up. Well, this was one where I was on the right side. I told you guys, Taylor Heineke, probably an upgrade. Now, that did not look good when he threw a pick six early and the Packers are up 14-3. At that point, you're like, okay, I think the Packers probably got this. They'll be fine, right? Um, And then you just watch and it's like, what are they doing on offense? Folks, I saw a stat that Aaron Rodgers only attempted two passes beyond 20 yards in the entire game. And I'm like, can that be right? What what, what the hell's going on here? I know they don't have receivers getting separation, but uh, Watkins caught one for 28, and Aaron Jones caught a 21-yarder. But I think one of those was a catch and run. And and it's like, they can't can't spread down the field at all. Watkins was supposed to do that. Uh, By the way, Aaron Jones led them in targets with 10. That's a sign. Uh, Dylan... Four carries for 15 yards. Jones, eight carries for 23 yards. So once again, just like the Giants game, leading 14-3, offense unable to put teams away. And they let Washington hang around. Heineke pulled a rabbit out of the hat. And suddenly you got the Green Bay Packers at three and four. And folks, remember, uh, if you listen to the podcast, um, I think it was in August. I had gone to Vegas and I was bullish on the Vikings. I bet their alt-season win total. Same thing with the Eagles because I knew the schedule was favorable. And I had the Vikings win the division. At 5-1, and one, they have a significant lead over the Packers, and they already beat them once. Now, these are the Vikings. This is Kirk Cousins. So nothing would surprise me if they cratered later in the season. It certainly won't be Detroit, and it won't be Chicago. So it's got to be Minnesota. But this is how anemic the Packers' offense is. 0 for 6 on third down. I mean, their offense cannot stay on the field. Washington had the ball for 37 minutes. Green Bay, 0 for 6 on third down. I believe that was the first time this century that they did not convert a third down. You have to go back to, I believe, 1999. They, they rushed for 38 yards, and that was another thing. We told you, this Washington run defense is very good, and they're going to force Aaron Rodgers to throw. I mean, we diagnosed this one perfectly. Hopefully, you cashed, and just wait, because Chase Young will be rejoining this defense. Then they get a little friskier. I don't necessarily... I didn't think Heineke had a great game. He had a good second half. The kid Brian Robinson out of Bama, I like him as a running back. He looks big. He's like Derrick Henry light, if that makes sense. Um, For whatever... Maybe it's the jersey number, single digit number eight, but he looks tall, skinny, and tough. Uh, 20 carries for 73 yards, just kind of ground the Packers down. Now you got Aaron Rodgers... Tom Brady, can you imagine if one or both of those missed the playoffs? Like, who would have had that before the season? Absolutely nobody. Um, But again, it's still relatively early, folks. Let's not dump dirt on the grave of Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. I'm looking at the schedule for next week. And Green Bay, oh boy. They head to Buffalo. Sunday night football, the Green Bay Packers are 11-point underdogs. I'll check with Fox when I get to work today, but I'm almost certain that Aaron Rodgers has never been a double-digit underdog in his career. That is an absolutely staggering number. Tampa Bay is on Thursday night football hosting Baltimore. John Harbaugh versus Todd Bowles. And I'll say a quick thing about Bowles because I was talking to somebody And I mentioned this. I'm like, remember, Brady retired when Arians was a coach. Then Arians retires. Brady says, oh, oh, I'll uh, I'll come back. Also, his Miami pipe dream had kind of been snuffed out. Arians hands the coaching job to Todd Bowles. Oh, well, Bowles didn't get a fair shake in New York. He's going to get a fair shake this time. He's going to have his chances. Well, Todd Bowles has his chance. And what the hell is going on with that offense? They can't move the football. And finally, people are starting to criticize Matt LaFleur, a.k.a. Boy Wonder. The guy wins 13 games his first three years. Everybody loves him. Oh, he's the fastest of 40 wins, all these stats. Like, give me a break. 
now facing adversity, what the hell is LaFleur going to do? Because he hasn't done jack squat. All right, enough about the two premier quarterbacks. Uh, I will talk Kansas City in a minute. I'm not going to buzz through all the games. Rob hates when I do that. But I do want to uh, just go right back to the Jets for a moment. I wrote, I, I write up uh, games for Fox Sports every week. Basically, me and two other guys, we kind of split up the games we're going to write about. And one of the notes I had on the Jets was special teams. Denver coming in 28th in the league. If you want, I was at the Monday night game, Chargers-Broncos. Broncos fumble the punt in overtime. That's the only reason the Chargers won that game. Chargers recover, kick the field goal, game over. Jets third in special teams. Had the punt block, had the field goal block against the Packers. Well, special teams, Jets-Broncos. Broncos miss an extra point. Broncos miss a field goal. And the Jets punter boomed a 72-yarder, pinning Denver at the one. Denver never had field position, which is something you want with a backup. The defense couldn't turn over Zach Wilson, who, (laughs) well, I'll spend a minute on Zach in a second. But some of these games, guys, you've got to really break down not just offense and quarterbacks, but defense, injuries. Special teams matter so significantly. It was a big edge for the Jets. They will not have that edge against the Patriots next week. Um, And now a quick word. On my guy, Zach Wilson. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something... I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I don't want to be Debbie Downer because I know I know all the Jets fans listening to this are fired up. We're five and two. Yes, I said we four and zero on the road before the season. Oh, the schedules. We're we're dead. We can't do anything. We got to face Aaron Rodgers on the road and then Russell Wilson on the road. Well, the Packers stink, and Russell Wilson didn't play because of the hamstring. Brett Rippon got the start. Yes, the Jets beat Miami, who were on their third-string quarterback because Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out like one play into the game. So the Jets have had some little bit of luck. And they also beat, um, what's his name, Trubisky when he got benched for Pickett. So they have had some luck. You need it, obviously. But you know what? I don't care. I don't give a rat's ass about luck. All I care about is the Jets are going to be in the mix, maybe, maybe, for a playoff spot. The Brees Hall injury is devastating. Michael Carter will be the bell bell cow, and then the kid, um, what's his face, uh, Tyler Ty Johnson, who's not bad. He's he's all right. He's been with him for a little while. I think he's a bit of a punisher. Uh, tough. Carter's good. Um, <laughs> Thirteen carries, twenty nine yards, long of five against a really good Denver defense. Uh, and then they could give you some gimmick stuff with Braxton Berrios. I do wonder if this opens the door for maybe some more Elijah Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore obviously very upset with the Jets, inactive. We talked about this a little bit last week after his tweet. It got a little worse. Um, I'm told, and I'm not, again, this is not me saying sources tell me. I'm just telling you what I heard from people who would know. Uh, Elijah Moore, extremely unhappy. Um, Let's just say impactful parties have tried to negotiate an exit for Moore. And I'm talking important people. And the Jets have said, no, too bad. He's going to have to fix this because we're not trading him. And Moore also claims that he had like a foot injury and the Jets kind of, it didn't, it, it was something that the Jets did not say is something he should rest. Bottom line, it's getting ugly between those two. But perhaps this Brees Hall injury, now again, Elijah Moore's not a, a, a bell cow, but you line him up in the backfield and you got to respect him on the swing passes. He's got deadly speed. Berrios obviously is another weapon. But, like, this is the Jets, folks. Uh, this is, okay? Zach Wilson, 16 of 26, 121 yards. He had one pass completed over for over 15 yards. I looked at his pass chart because I'm a loser. Uh, I'm a Jets fan. One pass completion over 15 yards in the entire game. That's it. He did not complete a pass that was thrown air yards 10 or more downfield over five he completed eight passes at or behind the line of scrimmage this is the mark sanchez jets all over again that's what they're doing i've even mentioned this to sanchez he agrees totally robert sala is rex ryan but nicer and handsomer mark sanchez is zach wilson sean green ladanian tomlinson they're Brees Hall and Michael Carter, obviously younger versions. Garrett Wilson, like, this is what the Jets did to go to two straight AFC Championship games. They won with defense, running the football, and special teams. And on the road, Mark Sanchez won four playoff games. He did have to make a couple comebacks. He was solid, and they never got to the Super Bowl. I This Jets team's obviously limited. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. But to be 5-2, and two, I'm ecstatic. This is at least excitement for me. And to the guys who are like... They have no chance. They stink. I get that. I understand that. 
after a decade of futility, the longest playoff drought in the NFL, by far, by the way, the Jets have something to cheer about. They're excited. And this is the beauty of the NFL. Look at the, I did the NFC standings earlier. Go, go ahead and look at the AFC standings, guys. Take a look. How many of these teams beyond Buffalo and Kansas City did you think would be in this position after seven weeks? The New York Jets, five and two. The Tennessee Titans, four and two. The Miami Dolphins, four and three. And remember, Dolphins did have a backup quarterback for two of those games. Probably more than two if you count half the Bengals game, right? Um, And obviously last week, and then the Jets game. Last week against the Vikings. The Chargers are four and three, but they're in rough shape. Bengals are four and three. Um, Playoff teams from a year ago. Vegas uh, Raiders, two and four. Nice win, but Denver, two and five. I feel like Denver's done. And I I know you never want to call week eight an elimination, but Denver plays at Jacksonville in London. Jacksonville look really good at two and one. Loser of this game's got to be done, right? In London, 6.30 a.m. I don't see a world where Denver in that tough division with the Chiefs running away with it or Jacksonville in that division where they can't seem to get out of their own way. Loser of this game's toast. Um, I'm not going to spend any time on Jacksonville, but I will say some nice things about the New York Giants because apparently I've said some negative things on the herd about the Giants and people are all worked up. Oh, you're a hater. Listen, bottom line, the Giants are the luckiest team in the league. We know that. It's not a knock. They've been luckier than the Jets. Why do I say luck? Well, they've trailed in every game. They have almost trailed in every fourth quarter. They did trail in the fourth quarter against the Ravens, got two nice turnovers. They're trailing against Jacksonville. Let's see here. (coughs) 17-13, six minutes left. You're thinking, all right, they're going to lock the game up. And they have a fourth and one, and Trevor Lawrence cannot sneak it. And listen, I'm all for the sneak. That one hurt. They're fourth and one at the New York Giants 20. He gets stuffed. You get that? I don't know if it's game over, but it's it sure as hell is close. The Giants then go on a 10-play, 79-yard drive, ending with, of course, a Saquon Barkley. Oh, I'm sorry, not Saquon Barkley. That was Daniel Jones' touchdown run. Jags three and out. Giants field goal. Jags cannot finish. Folks, I, I don't know what to make of the Jags. I mean, I don't want to kill Trevor Lawrence, but... You know, guys, turnovers matter. And when you turn them, when you have a turnover, as the Jags did, and you turn it over on fourth down, it's just it's tough to overcome. In the Jags had 7.0 yards per play, 452 yards. If you just looked at the box score, oh well, the penalties are not good. Well, they were better than the Giants in the red zone. They had more yards. They had more yards per play. How did they lose this game? Well, that fourth down conversion killed them. And it's a Jags team I like a lot, and I, it's just it's a tough one for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, it's not like he's going to get benched or anything. ETN looked good. ETN had the fumble walking into the end zone. You can't fumble on the goal line, guys. It's the NFL. Can't do that. Um, what other games do I need to talk about besides the Giants? Just Oh, we should talk about the Chiefs. Another game I was right on. A lot of people wanted San Fran in that. I said, no way. Andy Reid and Mahomes. And, and this other thing, I flagged this because I, I saw so many, I don't know, I don't be mean. So many people talking about this. Patrick Mahomes has the lowest fourth quarter passer rating in the league. What's wrong with Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter? I was like, huh? You mean because they're winning by a lot? Or maybe he threw an interception against the Bills or something? Folks, Patrick Mahomes against San Francisco. Best defense in the league. I know they're beat up. Had a perfect passer rating in the fourth quarter on Sunday. Perfect against a great defense. Now, I know the defense is beat up, but the Chiefs just destroyed them in the second half. Uh, 49ers had no chance. Jimmy G had a tough interception late in the first half. Otherwise, he played okay. Brock Purdy, mop-up duty. But this Kansas City team, man. Juju Smith-Schuster looks like a new guy. He looks like rookie Juju. Remember how good he was in Pittsburgh? And then he kind of faded because apparently it went to his head and he thought he was the man. He looked incredible. MVS going deep. Travis Kelsey, as usual. Mecole Hardman. If you have him in fantasy, congratulations on your victory. Three touchdowns. I don't know. Christian McCaffrey, again, only a few touches. A couple nice runs. uh, Two receptions. Again, I'm not selling the Niners. I just 
can, can they overcome the injuries? This is a San Francisco 49ers issue since they've had Shanahan. Every year, man, why are they so hurt? And again, the other team you can look at, always injured, are the Chargers. Somebody put together a list of all the Chargers that are hurt. And I know that we've done this with Denver. They had, I believe, six players on IR. <coughs> Excuse me. And something like $71 million in salary cap money on injuries. Well, this is the Chargers injury list. Bosa did not play. Slater is out for the year. He's maybe their best offensive lineman. Receivers Jalen Guyton, hurt. Donald Parham, hurt. Their thumper running back, Josh Kelly, short yardage guy, hurt. Mike Williams now, hurt. Don't know how long he's out. J.C. Jackson, dislocated kneecap, done for the season. they, They just can't stay healthy. And everybody wants to say, well, Brandon Staley, he's got to go. Okay. Sean Payton, everybody says Sean Payton. Um, I'll do everything short of asking Sean Payton (laughs) next time I see him. Hey, are you taking the Chargers job? But for whatever reason, when I watch them, their offense happens in like a phone booth. Every throw is super short, right at the line of scrimmage. That probably has to do with the line not being able to protect Herbert. But goodness gracious. Uh, You know, I'm watching that game and the Jets. And of course, Chiefs Niners. And you look up, and it's like um, Chargers go for it on fourth down, Seattle touchdown. Chargers interception, Seattle touchdown. Seattle field goal. And it's like 17 nothing. I was like, what the hell's going on here? DK Metcalf goes out. You're like, okay, all right, that, that's good. Geno Pumpkin, we know he's going to turn. Uh, Geno Smith, we know he's going to turn into a pumpkin. Geno makes plays, and then the hammer. Kenneth Walker, the kid out of Michigan State. How, how much juice does he have? I mentioned Brees Hall's got juice. Kenneth Walker. Now, this is what stings. Uh, my my son has Kenneth Walker in fantasy. I told him, you got to pick up Kenneth Walker as soon as P- Penny got hurt. So in one league, Kenneth Walker gets him 28 points and he rolls. In the other, the opponent had Kenneth Walker and his late touchdown, last guy to play, my son loses by like five. Tough one. Tough break for him. But Kenneth Walker, man, this is a Seattle team. that's They're kind of spicy. 6.4 yards per play. Remember, a week ago, Russell Wilson and Denver could do nothing on this Chargers defense. Nothing. They, I think, had one touchdown. That's it. Seattle, 400 yards, six yards per play. And that they had two turnovers themselves and still scored 37 points. This is a Seahawks team. They're kind of a truck, guys. It's a little bit scary just how good they are. I think that just about covers every game that kind of matters. If you're st- if you're looking at the best teams in the league right now, I think without question, it has to be Buffalo, Kansas City, one two, and after that, it's Eagles. But after that, this is th- there's a thick middle class in the NFL that is a little crazier than ever. I can't put the Packers in that top tier anymore. I can't put Tampa in that top tier. They're just not there. I think the Bengals look good against a team that did not, for some reason, play the too high shell look that's given Burrow problems. I mean. Burrow had 325 yards at the half. Three touchdowns, ended with 481. Jamar Chase gritting all over the place. Tyler Boyd. I mean, when the Bengals' offense gets a chance to make the big plays, I mean, Boyd caught a 60-yarder. Chase a 41-yard. These are big play touchdowns you can't just give up. And the Falcons looked like they were just trying to get home without an injury, you know, to Marcus Mariota or their season then would be total toast. But overall, a, a good week in the NFL. Oh, I should I should round out with Dallas and, and Detroit. So everybody will see Dallas 24, Detroit 6, and be like, oh, Dallas killed them, not even close. That is, could not be farther from the truth. Couldn't. The Detroit Lions were covering this game, folks, for the first 55 minutes. 55 minutes. And then Zeke Elliott scores on a a one-yard touchdown run, mostly thanks to Jared Goff's ineptitude. Listen, I know people love the, the Detroit Lions, and they're plucky, and the people are rooting for them. Jared Goff had two brutal picks. Just, what are you doing, dude? You're like a seven-year veteran, and you're throwing that interception? And worse yet, he had two fumbles. And it's like... I bet on this guy and Detroit had fumbled the goal line by Williams, who had actually had a nice game, the running back Jamal Williams. So you're never winning a game on the road when you turn the ball over five times. Like, come on. 
It's just brutal. And the one time they get in the red zone, they fumble. At any rate, Detroit down 10-6. They give up the Zeke Elliott touchdown. I'm like, all right, you know, we got a chance at the back door. Maybe Goff can make something happen. What do you think Goff does? Instantly fumbles the ball. It's just like, I, I can't. So this is what, and if you listen to Friday's rant, if you didn't, if you're just tuning in now and you missed Friday where we do the picks, I said I didn't love this weekend because it's tough for me, even though I'm putting my money on a team like the Detroit Lions, I'm putting my money on a team like the Washington Commanders. It's tough for me to tell you, not knowing your station in life or what you're betting or kids, wife, what all that fun stuff comes into account. It's tough for me to tell you to do that because Jared Goff afternoons like that happen. Now, I did come through betting on Kenny Pickett on the road uh, in the contest three and two. I came through betting Jacoby Brissett on the road. Um, I did lose on Tom Brady, but, you know, it's just tough. Like Davis Mills, I really wanted to take Houston in the contest. Luckily, I tapped out of them early. Um, I did bet on them. They did not come through. But overall, like Geno Smith on the road, cover machine. Patrick Mahomes on the road, a little different there. Uh, Zach Wilson on the road, like, some of these road teams really showed out. New York Giants deliver. And again, quarterbacks are not throwing for a lot of a lot of yardage. Daniel Jones, 202 yards in the air. Victory. You know, it, it's just a, it was another mildly crazy Sunday in the NFL. All right, before we get to best bet, quickly give a, a reluctant shout-out to the Houston Astros. They sweep the Yankees, get to the World Series. More importantly, the Philadelphia Phillies and Bryce Harper, who's so easy to root for. Uh, you got to love Bryce Harper. A bomb, hits an eighth inning bomb that ultimately gives the Phillies the 4-3 win. Padres couldn't make it happen. And now you got a Phillies-Astros World Series. I will obviously be rooting for the Phillies. Might even order one of those cool 1980s Phillies shirts. I love the tur- uh, powder blue, is it? The powder blue and like the maroon. Um, so I'll be rooting Phillies. Sorry, Houston fans. I already have an Astros throwback hat. I will not be wearing that this week or in the near future. All right. We, but one more thing before we get to the best bet. The NBA. So I'm not doing NBA fantasy now. I'm not really gambling on NBA. But obviously I follow it every single night. I'll put in 30 minutes in case I wasn't able to watch games. Just combing through box scores and looking at how teams are are shaping out. And, and again, Friday, Saturday was a little wonky. You had some random results in there. Like the Spurs beating the Sixers. The Sixers fall to 0-3. It's like, okay, Jay, you had them as the number one seed. Yeah, bizarre. I don't. What, what am I going to tell you? Um, There was another one Saturday. Uh, oh, but the Dallas Mavericks. So they played two games. They've had a 20-plus point lead in each of the two games. Okay? Luka Doncic looks incredible. My Sacramento Kings lost a heartbreaker sun, uh, Saturday night to the Clippers. So then Sunday... Lakers playing in the middle of the day. And I'm looking at, I'm following the Lakers game, but with like eight NFL games, it's tough. I see that the Hawks lose, my Hawks. I, you know, a couple teams I'm really behind. The Hawks, they lost to the Hornets. I don't know how the F that happened. Uh, the Utah Jazz are now 3-0, and but again, 82 games. Three games is the equivalent of what? Like maybe you're midway through the second quarter of one NFL game in week one. Like, that's how little this is. Timberwolves, another win. Warriors beat my Kings. My Kings fall to 0-3, but it's not over. They're going to be fine. Paperclips lose to the Suns. They did have Kawhi for what it's worth. Chris Paul, that's a major storyline. Chris Paul looking totally like, A, we want to save him for the playoffs, or B, we don't even know if he's going to have anything in the playoffs. He's not playing a lot of minutes in the fourth quarter. He's not scoring. He's, he's just not doing anything. But the game of the day Sunday was Lakers-Blazers. Blazers make everything in the first half. Lakers take a lead down the stretch. And where it started to go sideways was the Lakers tried to do a two-for-one, right? There's like 30 seconds left in the game. I think, I don't remember. I think they were up by one. They tried to do a two-for-one. This is where the problem begins. Russell Westbrook just so happened to have the ball in his hands coming up the court. And in a massive indictment of Russell Westbrook, probably the biggest one of his career, 
Chauncey Billups said afterward, we put Nurkic, our center, and now he's a turnstile. We know this, right? Nurkic is Serbian for turnstile or whatever. Ha, ha, ha. They put their center, their plodding white big seven-foot center on Russell Westbrook. Because, and Chauncey Billups admitted this. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we can lay off him a little bit. So Russell Westbrook coming down the break, not really a fast break. It was like early offense. He dribbles in beyond the three-point line. All right, good job. You're not taking a bad three. He takes like an uncontested 12-further, and you can look at the video on social. Nurkic essentially like waves his hand like, go ahead. Go ahead and shoot that, whatever. And Russ misses it and groans in the crowd. There's a video circulating from like the Lakers community, which is a bunch of passionate folks. You could, they have the cameras isolated on AD and LeBron, and they both have their hands out, palms up, like, what, what are you doing? Two for one, I get it. But to not have LeBron or AD touch the ball? At all? And so what happens? Portland comes down. Damian Lillard scores a three. And Lakers score. Next thing you know, it's tied. And Jeremy Grant scores the game winner on LeBron. Lakers lose. They fall to 0-3. Now, Damian Lillard had 41. He was incredible. But again, the number that is so troubling for the Lakers. LeBron had 31-8-8. He was good. Russell Westbrook was 4-15. The Lakers were 8-33 of on three-pointers. Let that sink in. 8 of 33. I'll, I'll help you out, math majors out. 18%. If they're not last in the league at three-point shooting, they're certainly close to it. And uh, for all these media members that want to defend Russell Westbrook, guys, on the season, 1 of 12 from deep. From the field, he's shooting 30%. Why should why should they hold on to this guy? I know you. Oh, we don't want to give up the draft picks. Do you also know that how far you could fall behind if you don't give up the draft picks? Now, I, I'm, nobody thinks Buddy Heald is the greatest player on earth, but when you've got LeBron, AD, Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, <coughs> Patrick Beverly, who is okay, I think Lonnie Walker's their third best player now, and I don't know that you're really a playoff team. I, I might have been wrong about the Lakers. I, I I hate to admit this early that I was that wrong after three games, but I thought they would at least be winning against like a team like Portland. Like, really? This is a devastating loss. And my guy, Arash Markazi, I'm sure you guys have know him. He's been on the show. He's an L.A. reporter. He posted on Twitter a video of Russell Westbrook at his locker answering questions about what happened and blah, 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 and the crowd. And when you get to that granular of a level, you're like, damn, kind of feel bad for this guy. I don't think he's crying at night because he's making $47 million a season, which breaks down to, I don't know what, like $1.6 million a game. I mean, it's insane. He's making the second most money in the league this year behind Steph Curry. And the Lakers don't want him. And frankly, nobody wants him. It's incredible how far he's fallen so fast. I mean, we've talked about it on this pod. He's he's, he's falling fast. He's going to be out of the league quickly. But like to see it up close on the Lakers is really painful. So, listen, Lakers got to do something sooner than later. I this idea I, I saw Wojnarowski was talking about. Oh, they don't want to do anything, you know, for the first thirty games. Thirty games. What if you're ten and twenty? You digging out of that hole? Come on. I don't. Know, just super disappointing. All right, I've rambled enough on the Lakers. This is a Monday NFL podcast. It's time for the best bet. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. 
What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This episode is made possible by PwC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PwC helps turn sustainability theory into real-world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Right, this is a very, very long Monday podcast. Sorry about that. Uh, just a lot of stuff to get off my chest. But we will, as always, wrap up with a Monday night football play. And if you guys were listening to the pod last week, you know that I'm all in. Yes, I am. On Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi and the Patriots. The number's up to nine now. That is significant. I definitely would not bet double digits here on the Patriots, even at home. Because the quarterbacks, they're so limited at quarterback, they cannot really get separation. But I am on the Patriots here. It's, a, it's Listen, this will be a, a good capper to what was a good, not great weekend. Lions really screwed me. Um, Texans kind of screwed me late. Overall, it was a very good Sunday. I think it will be it will be close to great if the New England Patriots can cover. I just would love a comfortable win. We know what Belichick does to some of these young quarterbacks and young coaches. It's not rocket science. Belichick's dominant. 
couple weeks ago, the Detroit Lions were the highest scoring team in the league. They came to the Patriots with uh, their fast offense. They were looking good and they got shut out. So now you bring it on Justin Fields, who increasingly is looking like a one read quarterback and limited offensive weapons. Maybe they can get some uh, some action in the run game, Montgomery or uh, Khalil Herbert, who's now on my fantasy bench. But other than that, I just don't see what the Bears can do. Now, there is a chance that, hey, Zappi turns into a pumpkin, assuming he gets a start, throws an interception, they have a fumble, and they cannot get separation, and this is ends up being like a 10-6 kind of game, and then I don't get the cover. I can see that. But you're looking at special teams, Patriots have the edge. You're looking at defense. I think the Patriots have the edge. And just from a team that's going to make fewer mistakes, I've got to go Patriots. That's what they do. So I'm on the Patriots here. I did not touch the total. I, I hope New England could get there. I'll just say this. The Jets are visiting. I, I'm sorry. The Jets visited Denver and are now at home against New England this coming Sunday. Patriots on a short week. We know what Belichick does to young quarterbacks. Zach Wilson was bombarded last year by Belichick twice. It was ugly, both times. I would love to make this a revenge spot for Zach Wilson, but I, given what we've seen with him the last three weeks where he doesn't have to do anything, and the Jets, I believe they did not trail. Maybe, no, no they did not trail against the Broncos. They did not trail against the Packers. They did trail against Pittsburgh, and we saw him have to come back. Um, they did not trail against the, what was the other game? There was Dolphins. Oh, Dolphins. They did not trail. Uh, basically, Zach Wilson's been playing from ahead or even, and they don't need to ask him to do anything. My fear is Patriots go up 10 nothing. Can Zach Wilson orchestrate a comeback? And I, I just don't have a lot of faith. I, mean, I know I'm looking ahead to next week, but is there an off chance? I know this is going to sound crazy. Patriots players have seen the Jets move to 5-2. and two. Everybody watch that game, New England Patriots, on Sunday. All the Patriots players. Damn. Jets are second in the division? Man, we were playing them this week? Remember we killed them last year? And they start thinking about the Jets and perhaps against the Bears overlook them early. There's a scenario where that happens. Now, I know you'll say Belichick would never let that happen. Folks, we're talking about young 20-something millionaires. You don't think they were watching the Jets and hearing all this New York, New York, uh, Giants 6-1, and one, Jets 5-2, and two, uh, Buffalo 5-1. Uh, and one. I think they were on the bye, yeah. So New York is the capital of the NFL right now. You don't think the Patriots hear that stuff and are adversely impacted? Now the opposite could be true. Oh, we're fired up. We're going to show the Jets we're going to kill them. And the Patriots put it on them. I just, these primetime games have been weirdly close, even with that Dolphins-Pittsburgh game. Miami jumps up 13-0. I got a buddy who goes to a lot of Pittsburgh games. And we're texting. I'm like, oh, this feels over. Pittsburgh's desperate. And Miami just did nothing the rest of the way. I was stunned. Pittsburgh able to get the cover. Um, so anyways, I'm on the Patriots this week. And I know I just crowbarred the Jets in for a little bit more. I apologize. We'll talk to you tomorrow. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening.